Hmm, that's weird. That's weird. Kind of weary me out. You are a sad, strange little man. It's crazy. It's crazy. It's just crazy. Isn't that weird? That's weird, man. It's strange. Welcome back, campers, to episode 44 of Camp Strange. I am your camp counselor, Alex Tobin. And I'm your other camp counselor, David Stokes. And we're back to bring the spooky, weird, wacky, and anything else you want. And uh, you know what? We don't mess around like we always do. We get straight into these news stories, yep. these exciting news stories that uh, are happening all around the world. And I will start with this one that reads, I thought this. I thought I wasn't going to read this because I thought it was pretty morbid, but then it turned out to be funny. It says, yeah. dead infant found outside New York City Park turned out to be lifelike doll. Oh. So, was it the doll that that couple had? What couple? Wasn't there that gay couple that had the zombie doll or no, whatever? No, it was not. Because they were in New York, weren't they? That was a Parisian. Yes, they are in New York. Yeah. But that was like a Parisian. No, this was one of those dolls. You see them when you go to Halloween shops now. But it was one of those dolls that's like a zombie baby, which was mm-hmm. like really popular. Remember the lady with the zombie doll that she dated? Married. Married. And half of the wedding was zo- other zombie dolls? <laughs> Yeah, it's, it's kind of hard. To, it's kind of hard to wipe that one out of my head. So, so um, they found it in the they found it in a park, and like if you guys don't know what these zombie babies look like, just next Halloween when you go into like a spirit or it's like your local Halloween shop, uh, look for these little creepy babies. Sometimes they have like fangs, but they're like discolored and they look like zombies. And and the, so the baby was lying face down in the grass in Queens in like a park in Queens. And they called the cops, and all the cops came, and they, like, body bagged it up. And then they realized later that... Um, they bagged it and tagged it before realizing it was made of fucking plastic? No, I think they put, the they put like, the, the white tarp on it. They didn't put them, like, in a body bag, so I don't yeah. think they picked it up. But they, I almost threw a white tarp down today. What are you talking about? I was driving by a, uh, a preschool, and there was a just a giant dead raccoon. Oh really? Like on the road next to the preschool, and I saw like four little kids just staring at it, and I was kind of, I was like, maybe I should turn around and like, <laughs> no, they need to know how life works. <laughs> it but, was kind of sad. But this baby, when when they, when they went up to it, raccoon was big. It was <laughs> stop talking about the raccoon. It looked like a medium sized dog. <laughs> so, it's probably the bloating. This baby was wearing a shirt that said <laughs> "The Crawling Dead." <laughs> Yeah, and the cops the, are like, I've got one of those for my eight month old bastard put the shirt on this baby, or just coincidence, they're so shitty. But uh, the, the guy, the all the cops were like really pissed off. They had two hundred officers canvassing oh, the park. I'd be furious. Are you kidding me? It says, "I'm glad it's not a three month old." As a, as a taxpayer, I'd be fucking pissed. It says, "I'm glad it's not a three month old child," but I think there's somebody that made a huge mistake. They just misplaced their dead baby. Yeah, it's not illegal to... I mean, it, the worst that could happen is littering, right? Yeah. But like... Littering and... Leaving a dead baby in a park. While smoking the reefer. <laughs> so, so yeah, a bunch of the cops were pissed. But like, everybody has seen... I, I don't know. People have seen these babies before. It's not like... No, none of the zombie that. babies I've seen would lead me to believe it was a real baby. Exactly. I mean... This and one, it, it confirmed it was one of the little zombie boys? It's all, like, discolored. Maybe that's why. But, like, yeah. it's definitely a fake doll. And I don't know. But I guess somebody probably saw it from a distance. It's like, I'm definitely not going over there. Yeah. Because you can't get that image out of your head no, once no, you no. see that. So, you really can't. So. Um, do, do you have a new story? Do you want me to double up? Because well, you said no, you had well, something I'll else. Well, do, I'll do two very quick ones. Okay. Um, warning, they're both very horny. Um, 
So my first one is simply ecstasy <laughs> pills shaped like Wario have been found seized in Japan. So, you know, our that's our, cool. Our beloved onion eating stinky boy who uh, is basically the better version of Mario. He's a me, Wario. Wario. Yeah. Yeah. Ecstasy pills shaped like him. But they so. have ecstasy pills shaped like everything. Exactly. So it's not that surprising. Yeah. But I just thought that was funny. Go ahead. It makes the drug all, fun, right? Yeah, that's all you need. I've never right taken there. it, but um, but if I did, Wario pills would be the first ones. Well, first one down the gullet. Um, and then I also read a story that I, I'm not going to get into it too much, but some mm-hmm. I read that these these girls, I think for their quinceanera, they they wanted to get a a cake that had Mariah Carey on it. Mm-hmm. So they told the baker, "We want a cake with like a screen printed Mariah Carey on it." Guess who they screen printed on? <laughs> it was Marie Curie. <laughs> who is Marie Curie? The 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 scientist, the woman who like like the radiation like. Yeah, they didn't let me into science class. There's too many chemicals to play with. Oh my god, man! But, but hey, you know what? That's that's almost better. You know, is, I mean, she, she was a uh, she was a French and Polish physicist and chemist who conducted pioneered research on radioactivity. She was the first woman to win a Nobel Prize, the first person and only woman to win the Nobel Prize twice, and the only person to win the Nobel Prize in two different scientific fields. We get it. You won a Nobel Prize. Well, you also want a cake now. <laughs> How do you spell her last name? Uh, C-U-R-I-E. But, like, they thought okay, it was well, Mariah Carey and you know exactly, Marie Curie. You know exactly what happened, right? What? The dad went in, did this whole order, fucking spelled uh, the name wrong. I can almost guarantee you. I'm we yeah, all have fathers. True. We can all see our own fathers doing these mistakes. I can see myself doing this in a few years. Hopefully, uh, more than a few can years. Can I get a? Can I get a cake with the Ardiana Grandy on there? Can I put her on the cakes? It just comes out of a giant Grand Canyon. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, hey, it's still pretty beautiful. I mean, if you think about it. No, I'm surprised you didn't know who Marie Curie was. Yeah, I don't, I'm not smart. <laughs> i'll be the first to tell you yeah she like pioneered like radio i mean i, I was like she's a scientist so i'm not like a yeah. marie curie expert but you i know she you know she dabbled in i think she died from like radioactive poison probably little chernobyl yeah. paste on her yeah all right so my next news story <laughs> you, you, that's your last one right yeah yeah that's all i got yeah so i got another quick one because i do want to get into something else real quick wwe superstar john cena confesses that he got an accidental boner while wrestling <laughs> I warned you this was this was gonna get horny. He, he don't add the accidental, John. What are you yeah, doing? Yeah, John, it's it's fine. Who it's is only he wrestling? Who is, he wrestling? Who is he wrestling? Uh, Big Show, Mankind. <laughs> no, he wasn't. Was he? No, I don't. I didn't. I didn't click on the link. Mankind. I'm only doing... Mick Foley. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think he. I mean, when he pulls out that sock. <laughs> was it just called Mister Sock or was that South Park? <laughs> no, that's. Uh yeah, it's Mr. Sock. Mr. Sock, yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, I mean, when you pull out that sock, I think you know it's it's more of that Pavlovian thing, you know. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. <laughs> so I want to do a little in quick, those jean uh, shorts. You got a boner in those long jean shorts. I believe they're called jorts. You're right. I'm sorry. Yeah, the jorts and the Jordans. Right? I don't want to offend the jort community. And my brother was a big WWF fan. Oh, world, world before uh, it was wildlife w- federation. Yeah, before it was WWE, and so that I I was never um, secondhand viewing of the John Cena era, but I do believe he wore jorts and Jordans. No, I was big into the John Cena era. I I want to say he wore jorts, but I could not see him for the most part of his career because you can't see him. Yeah, not only was I taking a sip of wine during that, but I didn't want to acknowledge the joke. 
All right, anyway. so I have a quick update before we get into our story, um, stories, and this is a little piss boy update. <sighs> Wait, which who's piss boy? You don't know Piss Boy. I don't know Piss Boy. I only know mutual friends of Piss Boy, so it's safe to talk about. Okay. So a friend of mine was telling me a story when they had a strange roommate, and uh, their roommate apparently got really into making homemade kombucha, quote, end quote. Kombucha? Kombucha. He's like, kombucha. You're the guy who fucked up the cake. Yeah. And uh, so they uh, they kind of – they would always see these large – yellow you know ranging shades of yellow jugs in his room and then he he kept saying oh it's kombucha and uh is it is it kombucha it's kombucha i always got kombucha who gives a shit Wait, was he trying to make kombucha out of his piss and so um one day one of the roommates went into his bathroom and they found like this uh this like jar mason jar that kind of looked like piss and he was just like man this has been going on for too long i gotta check it out he opened it, sniffed no. it. Sure as piss, it was piss. No. And I guess he like went and like knocked down the door, opened it up, looked at the guy, and was just like, "Hey, man, you drinking your piss?" Wait. So he's been drinking it. I thought he was just well, like Howard Hughesing it. You know, like Howard Hughes, he peed in a bunch of like. Uh, if you seen the movie The Aviator with Leonardo DiCaprio, there's a scene where like Howard Hughes like stayed in his room and peed in these jars and like yeah, piss jug lined, like Trailer Park Boys. <laughs> yeah, he lined them up all around along the walls. And so, wait, but he wasn't just, like, laziness. It was like he was straight up drinking. Well, so he asked, hey, man, are you drinking, are you, you drinking your own piss? And the guy, without <laughs> without denying it, just says, well, what is it like? Why, why would you care? <laughs> and, uh, yes or no. <laughs> and uh, yeah, so he, uh, so the, the roommate was like, all right, we need to make a, have a meeting. And, uh. Before they even sat down, had the roommate meeting, the other guy was like, okay, I can be out by July. No way. Yeah. And Wait. So he wouldn't – I don't think he ever really admitted it, but um, they found books of like uh, like positive piss, piss boy drinking you know books what? being like what it could be good for and stuff. And – okay, hold on. This this right here is, is the, this the cream is the of the kicker. So apparently – It wasn't his piss. It wasn't his piss. Was it not his piss? No, it was his piss. Oh, okay. I feel like I should take a step back because it was a business idea he had, and I feel like if I put on blast, I could get sued. Um... So maybe I won't. Maybe if maybe if this thing comes out one day, I can I can say that was that dude. Okay. Maybe, but uh, now you're just teasing me. Over I know. Here. I have to. T- I have to pause the podcast to tell you. Okay. Pause really quick. Shit. <laughs> so. Okay, let's just say this. You might have to like get on your hands and knees after you're yeah, after you you move out of the apartment, you know, because there might be a little bit of cleanup and some snorkels involved. As uh... yeah, <sighs> but yeah. So the, the the I wouldn't kick somebody out of my apartment for drinking his own piss it, though. They said the whole room started smelling like piss. Okay, well if he's hoarding piss. Oh, they said he had like <laughs> like twenty one gallons of piss they counted wait, it i think wait, i think wait. they counted it and they added all That's i think they said 21 okay. gallons of piss they had those big old mason jar things that you use for like brewing beer so maybe he was trying to make kombucha out of his piss piss you know what's really interesting i just thought of this if you murder somebody start like doing a weird thing like like drinking your piss because so people are going to overlook the weird like if you're like kind of acting weird and they find like blood and like like hey is there these shoes are covered in blood be like 
yeah, but he's drinking his own piss. I mean, like, yeah, you make a good point. You know what I mean? Like, well, it also could help with the whole misdirection, uh, pleading insanity. True. So, hey, you guys, just think about I it. Start my morning. Just think about it. What a big old gulp <laughs> of piss. We've said so. We've said piss so many times already. <sighs> but damn. Okay, that's a, that word. interesting. I don't think he's gonna take that. That that um, career move isn't gonna take off. I don't think. You just never know. Yeah. All right, well, um, this uh, brings me to my next point, uh, which is our sponsor, Spring Hill Jack Coffee. (laughs) So if you guys really enjoy coffee, you guys got to go check out Spring Hill Jack. They have amazing coffee. They have multiple blends. They have uh, Black Phillip. They have Old Scratch. They have what was the last one called? It Resurrection. I always I, I mess for, that one up. I forgot to grab a bag last time I was here, so I haven't I haven't tried it yet. But I've been smelling the bag every time I go into your kitchen, They're and so I good. I really want to like. Do not let me leave Chris, your place without grabbing some. Chris and I have been like drinking every morning. It's so good. Yeah, because like I mean, you get like the Starbucks coffee, and you get like the Trader Joe's coffee, and it's like okay, but like you could definitely tell the quality of difference from like somebody oh, who like, oh, like ro- a, yeah. small batch roasting coffee yeah. is so much better than like yeah. any that's, other kind of coffee. That's one of those things that like you can definitely tell the difference between like the real shit and like the super overproduced stuff you buy at every supermarket. Like coffee is one of those things that like you, t- you can taste the difference. I'm sure you can taste oh, it with this yeah. stuff. I haven't tried it yet, but like, I'm real excited. To and it. we got like a French press. We got like the cold brew Ooh, thing. God damn. Thing. We got regular coffee ball. We drink it in it all different forms. I need to step up my coffee game. Yeah, you do. But I yeah, just mash it with a hammer and stuff in the thing. <laughs> I, put dip, I put it in a sock and dip it in the pool. You eat it, right? <laughs> People do. Yeah, you dip in chocolate. Uh, my roommates used to dip take lips. <laughs> they used to take lips of uh, coffee grounds to, mm-hmm. while they were studying to stay. No, awake. That, that's a thing. There's yeah. a company that makes and sells like like dip pouches that have coffee grounds in exactly. them. Exactly. I guess it's like really big in the MLB and shit. Yeah. So if you guys really like coffee, drink Spring Hill Jack. Lip String Hill String Hill Jack. Spring Hill Jack. Throwing a big old sh- horseshoe lipper. Yeah, it's 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 great coffee. It's actually really affordable too i mean a lot of these coffee companies they'll just like charge it up because they're like oh it's coffee it's artisanal it's like yeah this is actually really good coffee that's well priced too so and i think i think it's fair to say that if you like our podcast and you like coffee and you like spooky stuff that's what i mean like if you like our podcast like go go check out their page like you will absolutely love like everything about it the idea the designs everything it really uh, it fits in with like the stuff we do. It really tickles your fancy. Oh you know? yeah! So go check them out. Great company, great people, great coffee. So cool. Should we get into stories? Let's get into these stories. No, he said that we were just about to start doing the stories, but I uh, I just ate one of the coffee beans and it was fucking. You don't need to dip that shit in chocolate. <laughs> It was delicious. I, I was eating the coffee beans too. I think we're gonna be. We shouldn't be doing this at nine o'clock at night. I don't give a shit. <laughs> so eat them raw too. It's all good. Okay, now let's get into these stories. So many of people we remember throughout history are people who excelled in their profession or passion. Michael Jordan, Albert Einstein, Susan B. Anthony. Hey, even Marie Curie. Right. Don't, right, David. Don't crucify me on this one. Who's Susan B. Anthony again? I know the name. Oh my God, she like she was like the pioneer for women's voting and stuff like that. She's That's on, right. Okay. She's on like that uh, the the silver dollar. I should edit this one out. That's not a good one to know. <laughs> You're just That's not a good one not to know. <laughs> so woof. So like I said, we we know these people who excelled in their passion, like MJ, Albert Ein, Susan B. 
Michael Jackson. All pe- <laughs> all people who we look upon with great admiration as their names echo throughout history because of their accomplishment and masterful level of execution. But one man in particular is remembered by some still today for the exact opposite of a master level of execution. This man's name synonymous with death, Satan, and most importantly, botched execution. Oh my god, I can't fucking talk. You just botched that one, bitch. Botched executions. (laughs) So he's most importantly known for botched executions. I can't do this. Yeesh. That man is the infamous Jack Ketch. Now, much of Jack Jack Ketch's background is still a mystery as we don't know his birth date or birthplace, but many historians believed him to be born in the 1640s and from Ireland, most likely. He lived most of, most of his life in England and most of his early life in prison, as Jack spent some time in the Marshalasi prison. What did he go to prison for? Um, He ate his neighbor's wiener dog. He did not. Shit. It was debt. Apparently, you could go to prison for debt. Oh, well, yeah. It, I, no. How's you don't go to prison for debt anymore? Do you? Yeah. Do you, you can. Really? Yeah, oh, I thought sure that's you like. Can. I mean, you like not paying taxes. You rack like up a credit debt. card bill so fucking high and you can't pay it. I'm pretty sure you go to fucking jail for it if you oh, can't pay you it off. Really? Pretty sure. I think you just filed bankruptcy. I don't know. No, I don't know how finances work. Yeah. What? I filed five times already. <laughs> Anyway, after he was released, many believed that he began shadowing Edward Dunn, London's common hangman, and by 1663 secured the role for himself when Edward died. So this is 1663. Hangmans are hot right now. Everyone's dying. Everyone's getting killed. I feel like if you had too high of a debt, they just kill you too. But uh, Thanos is right. Yeah. So his first mention is in a public document, uh, which was. Thirteen years later, though, in January of 1676, in the case of a man who was to be executed for murdering the bailiff charged with arresting him, which is kind of weird. Yeah. Because I, I feel like bailiffs just, I mean, I've seen Judge Judy, and I feel like they just make, like, witty remarks every time. Judge Judy's like, can you believe this guy? And the bailiff's like, <laughs> no. And then, <laughs> What were you thinking? <laughs> Guacamole. <laughs> So, so he killed the bailiff. So the guy that arrested him, he killed him, which means he's not arrested anymore. But the paper read the jury brought the jury brought him in guilty, and Jack Ketch will make him free. So that was like his first like kind of notoriety a little bit, like okay. in a public document. But now for Jack's career as a hangman, he did have a pretty sweet gig since the average number of public executions a year were about, drumroll, David, what do you think? Average number of executions a year? Public executions, I'm sorry. Fuck it, 900? Eight. Oh. He had an easy gig, man. I was thinking three a day. No, no, no. He's, I mean, maybe private executions, <laughs> okay. but public, I don't know. So most prisoners accused of murder would be hanged. There we go. Mm-hmm. In the gallows, but those who were found guilty of treason were drawn and quartered at his hand. Do you know what drawn and quartered means? I they draw your blood into quartz? They do not do that. <laughs> <laughs> but I didn't know what it like I always heard it and I was like, I don't really know what it means. And I asked my girlfriend and she's like, uh, is that where like a horse like you tie like uh ropes to each part of like your arms and legs and if a, she if that's what horses? it is, you need to be worried. 
No, it's not that. But I was like, that's a really good guess because it means they would be dragged by a horse to the place of their execution and then cut into pieces. So mm. you're drawn, you're like drug, and then you're quartered, which means like you're sliced up into pieces. And maybe there's like different interpretations of it, but like that's the one that I read. So because I never really like delved into it. So after a traitor was killed, the heads as were custom, were displayed on London Bridge, Temple Bar, and other notable landmarks. How cool would England be back then? So Walking on London Bridge, and there's just severed heads everywhere. I'm not saying it's cool, but it's kind of yeah, cool. Yeah, that'd be really cool. It's pretty cool. Can you imagine the goddamn seagull problem they must have had? <laughs> you know what's damn. weird? So they had no guillotine. No, you know what my, the, my first idea was? I was like, they didn't have seagulls in the 1600s. I don't even know if that's true or not. It's not. <laughs> we didn't invent them. Well, I'm I feel kidding. like they're they act- showed up when we, build- when we started building baseball parks. Mm-mm, they're surveillance that's- drones, and they land on cables to charge. Exactly. Yep. Conspiracy theories, people. So wait, there's no guillotine. Uh, that was more of a French thing, I believe. Yeah. You know, um, the one, one of my good fun facts I have, do you know the, the year of the last guillotine uh, execution? Is it, I think it's guillotine. We've done rappers. Rappers say guillotine. I've heard like Method Man say guillotine before, and I'm like, "Mm." "Would tang is for the children?" (laughs) It's true. Um, When was the last uh, guillotine? 1977. Was that in France? Yeah, that's fucking cool. Do you think you requested that? No, but I think after that they're like, "All right, it's the fucking almost the 80s. We should stop." That's pretty fucking nuts. I always remember that because that's the same year uh, A New Hope Star Wars came out and the same year the Portland Trailblazers won the uh, the national championship. That's crazy. That like Bob Dylan's making hits and a guy's getting his head cut off with a guillotine. In front of like the crowds. Like it was a public thing. Damn. Yeah. Would you go to it? Fuck yeah. I'd, I'd be start, like in I'd, the way back so I could like... I'd go selling. I wouldn't be in the splash zone. I'd be out there selling parkas. <laughs> Anyway, so um, I've been trying to catch the head. Yeah. <laughs> Mom, I got a souvenir. 25 cents to the lad who catches the head. <laughs> so um, the corpses of many prisoners who were not quartered were instead gibbeted. And I, I saw this and I never knew the word. So gibbeted means being placed in a small upright cage hung up near busy roadways. So so like that shit you see in like pirate movies. Exactly. Okay. Or like Monty Python. I don't know. The if beginning in... of Thor 3. Yes. He's in one. Exactly. Okay. But it's a little bit more narrow. And I thought you put them in alive. I think some people go in alive. But a lot of the time I think they were just dead people that they put in there to like. Ooh, that's nasty. Um, they did it to like warn people like, hey, look what happens if you break the law. You yeah. know, it's just kind of like. I a, think there's a cleaner way of doing it. You're probably right. But yeah, I probably stunk near those roadways. Yeah. It smelled all fucking awful. Everything yeah. smelled bad back then. It's true. No one wiped their ass. Everything smelled like shit. Yeah. Shit, blood, and death. <laughs> so. That's uh, my new autobiography coming out. I was going to say your new cologne, but yeah. (laughs) So, in order to make the body parts and corpses on display last longer, the executioner would first immerse them in a boiling pitch. Ketch did this at his headquarters in Newgate Prison, which hence became known as Jack's Kitchen. Mm. Would you watch that on on Food Network? I've been getting really into watching the compilations of Gordon Ramsay just tearing people apart. It's great. Oh, literally. I mean, Jack, that was Jack's job, tear people apart. Yes. So uh, there's definitely some. Uh, so there's a picture of like Gordon Ramsay as an executioner. 
I mean, he kind of just does kind of head cool. people. In he the kitchen. does. He fucking murders. It's great. So um, now Jack did have a few vices, as he was always pretty damn drunk on and off the job. Fuck yeah. Which is not a good quality. I if mean, you're yeah, an executioner. No, no. <laughs> so, so another vice of his was that he was a very greedy man. Jack would constantly fight with the authorities over payment for quartering and boiling of the bodies. Imagine getting in an argument with your boss. Be like, I fucking got him up and I boiled him and I stuck him in a cage down by the road and you didn't give me my quarter yet. Like, that's such a fucking weird... I mean, shit, if you have to do all this brutal shit and you're not getting paid... I guess you're be right. kind of salty, too. Yeah, I guess you're not going to be at about that, that point. I don't know, but like... It's a job. But here's the weird thing. Jack also went on strike during his run as executioner and won higher wages. Which he stood is outside with crazy. a little, little sign. Dude, he's a one-man union. Yeah. Like, I don't know how hard it is to fill the role, but I think... Couldn't imagine it would be that hard. I feel like a lot of executioners, I read that they weren't like of good standing to begin with before they started executing people i wouldn't think so they're usually like criminals and they're like oh yeah I no mean, no prince was like oh lord king sir i want to I, daddy i want to cut the heads off i guess you're right oh joffrey you get a little joffrey mm. but um but jack was most known for trying to make a dollar wherever Wait, jack ramsey we just made a full circle there. Who's Jack Ramsey? Isn't that the name of the actor who played Joffrey? No, his name's Jack Gleason. Oh, fuck. All right. Sorry. So, Jack <laughs> was Ramsey. You're thinking of Gordon Ramsey? Well, no, I was saying that was the full circle. Oh, I see, I see. Okay. So, Jack was most known for trying to make a dollar wherever he could, and that included selling items. Now, it was customary. This is weird. Now, it was customary for the executioner to keep the clothes of the condemned. Often very fancy in the case of the wealthy, since you want to look good in front of a crowd. You know, on your way out, that's the last time they're going to remember you. Yeah. You want to look really good. So, but it is kind of crazy to think that the executioner would just keep his clothes. But it does make sense because he's probably like boiling body parts and was like, "I have a pile of clothes just here. I'm not going to send this back to like the family. Like you can wash it in the boil." Exactly. So, but he would also so like Jack would sell the nice clothing, and also get to keep the rope. That was used in the hanging uh, as a used noose that could be sold for as much as a shilling an inch. So that's really weird. And you might be asking. Like collector's items? See, that's the thing. I thought, I was like, why the fuck? I thought it would be like, because the family wouldn't want that. But it's also, you know, like people. I, I, I bet rope was hard as fuck to make back then, though. I No, you know, it was why. I, th- I couldn't figure it out. I was like. Uh, why the fuck would anybody want that rope? That's pretty like brutal. And, horses. But I guess the hangman's uh, used rope was widely believed to carry serious magic um, and was in high demand. Okay. Even so much as a strand of hangman's rope was believed to cure any number of ailments oh. when it was worn around the neck. Okay. And gamblers sought pieces to improve their luck. Nooses actually had been used to cure headaches by wrapping them around the temples of the afflicted since ancient Rome. Okay. Which is fucking nuts to think about. Like, this was around a guy's neck and strangled the life out of him. And now I'm just like rocking. Blood circulation to numb your head. I'm rocking. Yeah, I guess you're right. I'm rocking like a sweet headband, a a hangman's headband. Karate kid. Hangman. You're right. Yeah. So uh, now. Like I said in the beginning, Jack was known as a pretty bad dude. Apparently, his hangman ability wasn't all that great, 
as the hangings did not play out like most of us think of them today. How can he fuck that up? Because <laughs> he's fucking drunk all the time, dude. So what? So in the more... <laughs> we get drunk, we make a weekly podcast. Hey, you're right. <laughs> you're right. I mean, we're not killing anybody, but... I think it's by one after you listen to this, you know. <laughs> so in the more recent form of execution, the person would have a rope tied around their neck that was a certain length, depending on the height and weight of the person. So that's in order to break the neck once the rope lost all its slack. So a lot of like modern, I know we talked about Riley talked about the prison mm-hmm. and how um, you know people were hanged and stuff like that, and there were some instances where people were hanged. And they got the weight wrong of the person and they put the the rope too long and you get too much momentum. And there are people who have been known if the rope was too long, sometimes the head would pop off. Mm -hmm. If the rope was too short, then the person would hang there and get strangled to death for. And you'd have to listen to it. Yeah. And you their neck wouldn't break immediately. But if you had the rope just the right length, depending on their height and weight, then it would. Yeah, it would snap their neck. Jack didn't fucking give a shit. So drunk Jack, on the other hand, like I said, didn't give a shit. So most prisoners would hang in front of an audience for 30 to 45 minutes Whoa. before they were officially dead. Shit, I thought it'd make like, like two minutes. No, well, I mean, there's some people who like 15. It really depends. But I think the longest one that they found were like, I don't know if it was commonly long, but like 45, 30 minutes was like the median in there. I feel like at one point you just come down and do it again. <laughs> That's actually happened before. Yeah, why not? There's been a story. I can't remember which prison it was, but there's a story where they fucking pulled the thing and the rope wasn't around the guy's neck yet. And he just fell through the trap door and like busted his face on the concrete below. And they walked him back up and put the noose on him and they just hanged him again. I was like, that's fucked up, man. Yeah. At that point, like, well, you know, this is where pinatas come from. Is it? Yeah, you give the children swords and they just go to to town on, you know. What do you. What do you want for your last meal, old old Garrigan? Uh, give me a bag full of mixed candy. <laughs> Leave the wrappers on. Huh. Hell, put a couple stickers in there, too. <laughs> Maybe a couple tattoos of dragons and, how about, and lions and tigers. How about one of those crazy little monsters <laughs> that you put in your finger made of rubber? Oh, yes. And they got the arms give that nice nice <laughs> bounce around them big old alligator mouths and those big old eyes. Give me a nice finger monster. Ooh, that's Give me six finger monsters. Hell, throw a condom in there too. <laughs> that's for the older kids, you know. Throw a little condom in there. Make sure ex- expiration date lasts a long time. <laughs> Chewy. <laughs> so, not used. What the fuck? <laughs> so, um, like I said, uh, thirty to forty-five minutes, uh, and not full of candy. So, <laughs> at that point, you would kind of want somebody to come. Like, can you just come up and hit me with a bat a couple of times? <laughs> like. So, Can you uh, take the pain from my neck to my knees? <laughs> Honestly, at that point, maybe. So the only thing that made this worse was the fact that the prisoner would sometimes pay Jack in a last-ditch effort to save themselves from horrible agony, asking him to make the execution swift and quick. But Jack usually just took the money and put no effort into adjusting the rope length. Sometimes it did kill them quickly by chance, but that was all just luck. So yeah. he's just terrible like, Yelp reviews. No, honestly, they're just like, "Hey, Jack, can you like hang me like quick? Like, I don't want to like hang there for forty five minutes." And he's like, "Oh, I'll see what I can do." And yeah. they, they give him the money. He's like, "I fucking have the money already. Like, I don't. I'm not gonna like sit there and try to figure out math. You know, he's not a big math guy. Yeah, he probably didn't know who Marie Curie was. So my question is, <laughs> she wasn't lying. Where, uh, where the, where the executioners? Like, were they just like big ass dudes with? 
fucking black sacks over their heads? No. No. Where did that come from? That might have happened. I mean, this is the 1600s, so that might have happened a little bit later for like, um, I think later, I mean, I was going to say they probably don't want their identity seen, but like, if you're the biggest dude in town. Yeah, you're just the mountain. People know. Yeah, exactly. Like, but I think a lot of them also wore, they're not like, we always picture like, I always picture like uh, the one from Shrek where he has the hood on. He's like a big, like shirtless dude. Is he shirtless in Shrek? I don't know. But I bet they are like fully clothed and they're like normal size guys. So you, you probably couldn't tell. Cause I also heard sometimes that they rotated executioners. Okay. It wasn't just one guy. Yeah. So maybe it's just like, well, I'll do it, but I don't want people to know that I'm doing this because they'll be like, damn, I didn't know Ted could cut off a guy's head so easily. Like, yeah. He wasn't even upset. You see his face? He was smiling. Yeah. He was smiling. Yeah, that's also part of it. So, yeah, it's, I think it's just to protect your own, you know. My uh, my high school mascot was the Axeman. Oh, yeah, you mentioned that before. doesn't really make any sense. And we had, uh, when I was young, we, like, when my, my brother and my sister were in high school, they had shirts that, they had a chant that was given the axe, the axe, the axe. Mm-hmm. And someone made like a shirt design that had like a, like the stereotypical executioner executioner on it. And I guess like the, the school district got all pissed off and like banned them. That's such bullshit. Yeah. I still have one in my closet somewhere. I guess like, I know why they do it because like it is high school. It's kind of fucked up. Exactly. But it's still. like high school. I mean, I remember they're like, no hoods. And you're like, why? And they're like, yeah. they're gang related. You're like, you're hiding a fuck? gun in there. Yeah, exactly. It's like weird <laughs> shit like that. But like, I don't know. I guess like, you know, better be safe than sorry when it comes to kids, you know? But yeah. It's like, whatever. I mean, executioners are really cool looking. Like, yeah. With that hood is so fucking mm-hmm. scary. Hell yeah. But these guys are all hanging you know people right now so it, that's not as scary that's just pulling a lever but once you get into the axe game mm-hmm. which we will get into shortly oh, yeah let's get to it that's when it, gets up. when it gets to that part so this next part of the story is what solidified jack's infamy in being a drunk lazy and careless piece of shit <laughs> so most of the time the standard was hanging but for highborn nobles such as lord william russell and the and James Scott, the Duke of Manmouth, not Manmouth, Monmouth, Monmouth, Mammoth. It's M O N M O U T H. Manmouth, Monmouth, Manmouth. Ma- That's real nice, Manmouth. You got there, boy. <laughs> so, so James Scott, the Duke of Manmouth. The standard was a beheading instead of a hanging. So nobles got beheaded because I think it's seen as like, well, this is definitely going to be quicker and mm-hmm. less agonizing and it's also you we talked about this too it's you less humiliating maybe okay i think it's more humiliating because your head just like rolls into a basket or something you know yeah. or, or just falls like i don't know it's pretty but also hanging is not that great where your like, face turns purple okay. so. sometimes they'd put a sack over your head that's true that's true so because sometimes your eyes pop out, mm-hmm. I think. So that's gross. You bite your tongue off and blood sprays everywhere. Are you serious? I don't know. I just made that up. Oh, you're nasty, though. You're nasty. <laughs> I'm a nasty little so, bitch. So <laughs> Lord William Russell was to be put to death in the year of 1683 for allegedly plotting to murder King Charles II. William apparently paid Jack 10 to 30 guineas, <laughs> which was which was actually the currency before the English pound. I didn't know that. I had okay. to look that up. Pretty interesting. And he paid him 10 to 30 guineas to make his first... What's so funny? Man, that's a funny name. Guinea pigs? Guinea. 
Yeeny. So, uh, so he paid him that to make the first swing count and end it quickly. William Russell walked up to the stage in front of the crowd and laid face down. Jack lifted his axe and came down upon William. Except for that he missed his neck completely, driving the axe into his shoulder. <laughs> it then took Jack... Oh, shit. She's got an arm off. <laughs> so, literally, I would have loved... Oh, yeah, that's right. Mary. She's got an arm off. Yeah. So, I would have loved to see... Or he's got an arm off is the guy in the wedding suit, yeah. Yeah. So, I would have loved to see his reaction when he just came down on his shoulder, like... Are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> I just paid you fucking good money. But then the next part is what really fucked him up. It took Jack three sloppy swings with the axe to remove the head as the crowd cried out in disgust and disapproval. <laughs> he fucking took three you, I mean, swings. You just turn the ground like I'm a shrug? So, I, I, yeah, I don't know what you do past that point. So, many don't know if he, if he did this vindictively or if he would just blind drunk a lot of people don't know they're like is he like an evil man or just like a really bad executioner it's but, not very coordinated but either way it was horrid uh the crowd was so angry with jack he felt compared to publish a pamphlet titled apology in which he excused his performance with the claim that lord russell had failed to quote unquote dispose himself as was most suitable and that he was therefore distracted while taking aim on his neck. So he basically is just like, you didn't present your neck enough. Yeah. So he's That's like, your fault, dude. Yeah. So show, he, show some neck. Which is, you could kind of get away with playing that game for a bit. You know, you're like, oh, I didn't, he kind of moved. He has a stubby neck, not mm-hmm. a lot of surface area to swing at. But when you do it twice, that's when the questions start yeah so two years later in 1685 well hold on you get three strikes and you're out so he's fine i guess mlb rules those are professional athletes i mean they get two misses this does he not (laughs) this always reminds me of the scene from have you seen the movie the uh black knight with martin lawrence fuck when i was six yeah it was a long time ago but i remember there's a scene that i always thought was kind of like funny but morbid and it's a it's an executioner and he's trying to like cut a watermelon in half with his axe and it's not working so he turns the axe sideways and like smashes it with like the the side of like the giant axe Mm -hmm. and i was and martin lawrence is like he's about to get executed he's like oh shit and i'm like that is how i feel like yeah. This guy's doing it's it. It's probably based off him. So, so it, honestly, maybe. So two years later, in 1685, it was James Scott, the Duke of Manmouth's turn. for Manmouth. So it was his turn because he uh, he got accused of ex, uh, he got accused of starting a rebellion against his uncle King Charles II. So they both tried to start rebellions, but this guy was his nephew, and uh, the Duke gave. Uh, the Duke gave Ketch six guineas with a promise of more from his servant after the act and demanded that he do a better job this time than the last time because everybody fucking remember the last time. It's hard to forget. So he said to him, do not serve me as you did my Lord Russell. I have heard you struck him three or four times. <laughs> so everyone's pretty aware of this. Yeah. And at this point, that's kind of, that's kind of like insulting in a weird way. He's just like, hey, I heard you're bad at your job. Can you be really good at your job this time? Yeah. 
And if you're kind of like I the feel like execu- I'd fuck, I feel like I'd take an arm off and then like a like an ankle. That's what I'm saying. If you're Jack Ketch, you're like fuck this guy. Like yeah. I got, but like you're also not gonna get the rest of the money. He no. was smart. He's like, I'll pay you six up front. My servant, and he might not even had mo- more money, but yeah. Um, but he said I'll pay you more on the back end. The and- old dead man's bluff. So exactly. So the Duke walked up. Duke walked up to the stage, laid face down, and Jack lifted the axe. <laughs> This is by far my favorite part of the story. I'm really excited. This time was so much worse as Jack brought the axe down on the neck of the Duke five times. After the fifth swing, with the head still attached, he cast down his axe in frustration and started to walk off the stage, but was quickly ordered to continue. And in the end, he had to finish the task with a knife. The, oh. the crowds were up in arms, and they said that he got away quickly as the crowd tried to tear him limb from limb. So he literally swung the axe five times down on those guys' neck, and then threw he a tra- sharp. He needs to sharpen that shit. Yeah, and then he threw a temper tantrum, fucking threw the you axe down on the stage. Fuck this shit! And I walked off stage, and everyone was like, "You gotta go finish it." And the guy's like, <laughs> oh, "I have more guineas." Take my take my fish gutting knife here. Seriously, it's fucking crazy that he just go back and like. I mean, it's pretty humiliating. He was oh, yeah. humiliated to like oh, yeah. swing five times. It's a big stage to and fail on. Still not get through. Yep. Yeah, the guy's a shit axe or yeah. a shit swing. I don't know. He's not. He's definitely not at the carnival trying to get that. Uh, get that little bell. You know when you hit it and then bing. I'm gonna talk about carnivals later. Oh, oh shit, boy. So, inter- Oh, here's another fun little interesting side note. Okay. Uh, James Scott, Duke of Manmouth, according to legend. A portrait was painted of Manmouth after his execution. The tradition, the tradition states that it was uh, realized that after the execution, there was no official portrait of the Duke, so his body was exhumed and head stitched back on, and he sat for his portrait to be painted. Many, poli- many people believe this to be false, as they did end up finding previous portraits, though. Yeah. So, but that was like eyes. a huge legend for a long time that they like, oh shit, we don't have a picture of this guy. Dig him up and sew his fucking head back on. Took took like a whole fucking thing of yarn to and, sew his head back on. And you on. know it's a sloppy cut, so it didn't look it, good. That's what I'm saying. It took a lot of sewing. Yeah, it was a lot of overlap. It looked of the like neck a and fish the... fillet. <laughs> Give me that fish fillet. <laughs> Oh, big mouth Billy throwback. Bass. Throwback. That's a Billy Bass quote. We never got our Billy Bass. We, we need to get a Billy Bass yeah. back here. So, in January of 1686, Ketch was committed to Bridewell Prison. Like I said, these are not the greatest of guys who are the executioners. But he got he got put in Bridewell Prison for affronting a sheriff, which means he offended the sheriff's values, which is a definitely another weird crime. Mm-hmm. Um, so he basically just like, oh, um, fuck your god, and he's like, oh, <laughs> and threw him in jail. So that's when his assistant Pascal Rose, formerly a butcher, perfect, took his that's place. Great. But on the twenty eighth of May. Following his conviction for robbery, Rose himself was hanged and Ketch reinstated. So they didn't make Ketch hang him. They didn't make Ketch hang his apprentice. Mm-hmm. But he's just like, oh, he came back and said, like, yo, you need to be executioner again because uh, we just killed your apprentice. So yeah. he was reinstated, although it was a short run as Ketch died that very same year in November of 1686 and was buried oh, in Clerkenwell. That's how, where he was buried. How did he die? Um, he you can't just say yeah he died. I think he died of like old age. Oh, everybody just I mean he probably 
Well, no wonder it took him five swings to cut a dude's head off if he's dying of old age. Well, I mean... Fucking 80-year-old trying to swing at 40-pound axe. Old age back then was like 40 to 50. 14. Yeah. <laughs> he's like, this eight-year-old can't swing this fucking axe. <laughs> he has a butter knife. Just goes like, you guys might want to go on your lunch break. This is going to be a while. So uh, he's feeding him through a wood chipper legs first. <laughs> so... So even though Jack Ketch's run as executioner was not very long, it seems like he did make an infamous infamous impact on the local community. For 200 years after his death, Jack Ketch was a synonym for executioner and creatively the noose was known as Jack Ketch's necklace. In the end, Jack is still talked about to this day by modern citizens who have never even seen a gallows. So I leave you with this. If you want to be remembered in the history books, either be really good at your job or so bad that a group of people want to murder you. So that's all I have to say about that. I mean, honestly, just be super good at your job or super bad. Or because, find a new job. But I do want to leave you with this last little thing because it's so morbid. A lot mm-hmm. of people dying. So this is if I find like a little nugget in there, I mm-hmm. like to throw it in at the end to make happiness. everybody happy. Yeah. So if a person was lucky enough to survive their execution, they were typically allowed to carry on living, as this was very rare. In 1709, years after Ketch's death, John Smith was hanged at Tyburn and left there for some time before he was cut down and revived. So if you hang there for a certain amount of time, I guess there's like... If you get over that 45-minute mark, they'll try to fucking revive you. I guess he like just died, and they tried to revive him for some reason. Yeah. And he ended up making a full recovery and was allowed to live out his life. And from that day, he was known at he was known as Half-Hanged Smith. Oh, before we say it's a happy ending, what was John Smith in there for? <laughs> he killed good. 14 children. <laughs> yeah, I was about to say. <laughs> but like, and then he got – he's, he was known as Half-Hanged Smith before he killed 14 more. Then yeah. he was known as 28 Smith. <laughs> All right. Oh fuck. So yeah, yeah. Make, you, you make a good point. Maybe <laughs> loitering. Let's say loitering. Hopefully, so offending the, a judge. The guy at Sun Eleven is real sick of his shit, <laughs> so, asking for quarters. So that's. Uh, I don't know. I think that's kind of a fun little. You know, I don't like being up on the stage with a rope around my neck with a trapdoor under my feet and be like, "There's no way out of this." Yeah, you like to have some escape. I'm gonna be like, <gasps> like "What are you doing?" I'm like, "I'm taking deep breaths. I don't see how long I can hold my breath for." <gasps> They're like, stop doing that double chin thing. And the guy just like the guy just like makes my noose like twice as long. I'm like, what are you doing? And he pulls it and my head falls off. I'm like, sew it back on. Take a, take a portrait yards. of me. <laughs> All right. So that's so, uh, that's the story of Jack Ketch. Hope, yep. hope you liked it, kids. All right, so I'm gonna tell you uh my little story here. You better tell me your little story. About a man named Tim McLean. Tim McLean. Do you know about this? I know Don McLean of American Pie fame. No, this is McLean. No, I do not know him. Do you not know this one? Is he a carnival guy? Yeah. No, I don't know him. Okay. So before I start, um, yeah, I want to like, you know, get out that terrible things happen, um, but we can still have fun with it. Like killing 28 children and <laughs> yeah, surviving exactly. their execution. So uh, this event took place in 2008. Uh, oh, this is, this is when carnivals were popping. Yeah. And uh, this also took place on a Greyhound bus traveling across the Trans-Canada Highway. Oh, my God. Wait. I think you know this. I might know this. Keep going. You said there's carnivals involved, correct? Yeah. Okay. A little bit. (laughs) Not really, but yeah. Okay. Um, 
So I've got, I've got another question for you. Have you ever traveled by Greyhound bus? I did one time. Uh, it was it wasn't Greyhound. It was Peter Pan, I believe. Which I took a sounds stupid as shit. I took a bus from. I rode Peter Pan all the way. <laughs> okay. Uh, I I took a bus from Boston to New York, and it was like three hours, but it was rather nice. Everyone was cordial. Okay, so I got another question. Do they have like food like on airplanes, or is it like no. whatever you bring on is what you get to eat? Yeah, whatever you bring on, and yeah, they don't give you any food. Okay. Maybe on really long rides, but not on mine. Okay, well, this story uh, is about the worst meal on a Greyhound bus ever. <laughs> okay. So maybe, a... maybe I don't know this. I don't know. You're packaging this weird. Yeah, well, I like to misguide you and confuse the <laughs> fuck out of you. Misdirection. Since you know every story I try to tell. Um, <laughs> I don't know all of them. So uh, this is... You know, there's another man in the story, if not more important to the story, named Vince Lee, mm-hmm. a 40-year-old Chinese-Canadian man. Um, Vince was born in Dandong. Oh. No reaction there? <laughs> I, was, I didn't want I to offend anybody in Dandong. It's <laughs> a great name. It is a good one. I'm sure there's plenty of places in America that like translate into something funny over there. So it's true. We can laugh at Dandong. Like uh, Titicaca? Yeah. What does that translate Lake to? Lake Titicaca? I mean, that's still funny in our language. That's true. Yeah. Um, probably only in our language. <laughs> yeah, probably. Um, so, yeah, Vince was born in Dandong, China, and uh, in 1992, he graduated from the University of Wuhan Institute of Technology with a Bachelor's of uh, Science. So, he worked in computers, mm-hmm. and uh, Lee worked in Beijing as a computer software engineer and immigrated to China, f- or immigrated to Ch- uh, Canada from China. Jesus Christ. He already sounds so interesting. I just want to know so much about this uh, guy who just, like, learned about computers, and he has a very interesting life. What, you want, you want me to skip all the background? You want me to no, jump I, straight to the meat? No, I like this. I'm, I'm making, right. I think I'm making fun of him because he's about to do something bad. So well, <laughs> this guy. Hey, we got two names here. Who knows who the bad guy is? But like anybody who's like, like, I don't know, that secluded. Because when you're a coder, you get pretty frustrated and there's not mm-hmm. a lot of people around. And then you take a Greyhound bus and yep. you, you steal somebody's food. or yeah. What's going on here? What's this bad food? So uh, Lee became a Canadian uh, citizen in 2006. And Lee seemed like a normal family man in an like an immigrated family. Uh, that's the correct term. Immigrated. Yes. Family. Yes. Um, so he would transplant. Find, yeah. No, no. Maybe I don't know. No transplants. Something else. I think that's like people that don't have homes. I don't. <laughs> that's a transient. <laughs> yeah. Same thing. So he's a transient transplant <laughs> from China. Um, but yeah. So he found whatever work he could while in Canada to support his family, like working in a church. Hey, he got a family. That's nice. Yeah. He had a wife and I believe a kid, if not two. Okay. Um, we don't talk too much about the family. <laughs> um, Lee found uh, struggles with work being there was a very big language barrier. Um, I believe he might have even been in some parts of Canada that spoke French. I was about to say, because the eastern part of Canada is very French. Uh, I'll have to say right now, I, I mean, no disrespect to Canada at all or the French. The Canadian side of the English speaking side, but like I had a roommate and he was just like, you know, always get mad about stupid stuff. He's like, God damn it, there's, there, you, you know, that there's two street signs everywhere now, or the ones in French because the French rule parliament, so they're just putting up 
French signs everywhere, so it's all in English and French. I'm like, this is a weird axe to grind, but like, I kind of <laughs> like it. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, it is pretty interesting to think that like such a large, large country. He's from Ottawa, so that's the capital of okay. Canada. Okay, it's just interesting that a large country like that has like large parts of it that speak different languages. Oh my god, he said the eastern part is like fluent, like only French. Like yeah. they'll only speak French over it's there. Really like, interesting. It to is me. really weird because everybody in America speaks English. I mean, there's that's different... not weird. It's interesting to me. No, yeah, there's but there's different dialects in like you know or like accents or like you know stuff I mean, like we, that. But we not... have like Creole. Yeah, exactly. And yeah. like Southern and like. But it's just not as Minnesota, uh, and you have a different be a pop. Okay, well that's a, a pop. It's a fucking accent. No, I know, but like they say different words too. But this is like a completely different language, which is yes, what, you know what you're going to say. Yeah. So Pastor Tom Castor said, I think he would occasionally feel frustrated with not being able to communicate or understand, but we have a very patient staff and he seemed to respond well. Okay. Lee would eventually leave his job at the church to work other jobs, such as a forklift driver, working at a Walmart, a fast food restaurant, and delivering newspapers. Was he a bad engineer? Computer I think engineer? he was a good engineer. I just don't think he spoke the language. But, like, it's code. It's the same language everywhere, right? Still. I, I could only I imagine it would be pretty hard to apply for a job if Why you weren't. Why did he move to Canada in the first place? It's a good question. I love greyhounds. Yes. Um... So, uh, Lee was fired from his Walmart job following a disagreement with other employees. Oh, I've been there. Yeah. And so, this was about a month before um, the event. Mm. That's what we're referring to. (laughs) So, looking for new work, Lee uh, boarded a Greyhound bus bound for Winnipeg. And on July 29th, Lee exited the bus in Erickson with his three pieces of luggage and stayed the night on a bench next to a grocery store. Oh, that's so sad. Co- so he is kind of a transient at this point. Yeah, a little bit. Is I he mean, looking for work right now? Yeah. So he's and he's looking to like move somewhere. He's trying to get work before he moves. Is he with his family? No, his family is somewhere else in Canada. But like he was like he's like sending them money when he like he's, Yeah, exactly. I'll go wherever I need to and yeah. you guys stay here. So, um, according to an eyewitness, Lee was seen sitting on a bench on the bench, with his eyes wide open in a terrifying manner, standing sh- like sitting straight up, mm. like he had a rod down his spine. Good posture at three a.m. Hmm, that's that's a that's a sign. Yeah, if I've ever heard one. That next morning, still sitting on the bench, he sold his brand new laptop to a fifteen-year-old boy for sixty dollars. Strange thing to do. Oh, he's having a mental breakdown. Here we go. (laughs) Yeah. So you're probably confused where I'm going with this and where Tim McLean comes into the story. Was it a leapfrog? (laughs) What? Those are are laptops for for three year olds. Oh. (laughs) There's like, they show you shapes and shit. Yeah, no, I didn't. (laughs) It's a leapfrog, dude. They're probably all just like iPads now. He's like, Um, you want my brand new laptop? He's like, no. Please don't give that to me. He's like, like, you can watch porn on it. Why don't you want this? (laughs) Give me $60. There's a square and a circle on it. Fucking look at it. <laughs> You'll start to see things Use if your you stare long enough. <laughs> Just push the two fucking circles together. So, um, yeah, you're probably wondering where this uh, story's going. And, uh, well, your stop is here if you'd like to get on the bus. On July 30th, 2008, 
Tim McLean, a 22-year-old carnival barker, which is a fancier name for the guys who stand at the table at carnivals trying to get you to throw rings at bottles, even though the rings are smaller than the necks of the bottles you're trying to throw them onto. See, I, I preferred a carnival barker as the guy who goes, hey, welcome, welcome all. Here we go. Here we go. Here. We got a freak in here. You know, the freak show. Well, ones. I mean, that's basically the same thing. Like, yeah. come, we, come try to pop these balloons with... We've lost yeah. that art form a little bit. Now there's like, uh, you got a cigarette. Kid. You want a big Stewie? <laughs> Look at this big Stewie and a little sponge ball. You want to snuggle up a big Stewie? <laughs> throw this, throw this ball in my face. Hey, look at Pickle Rick. <laughs> you want a Deadpool pillow? <laughs> hey, which one do you want? The Deadpool hat. They're yeah, cool. Deadpool hat. Here's a goldfish that'll die in two days. You know, don't forget about your Deadpool wallet with the chain. <laughs> Keep going. This is just gonna get worse and worse. We've get got <laughs> Deadpool wallets with chains. So uh, yeah, so uh, Tim McLean boarded the Greyhound to return home to. Manitoba after working at the fair in Alberta. I'm picturing him getting off wearing all Deadpool stuff now. <laughs> he steals from his booth and no one questions him even though he wears it in front of everybody. I mean, is it stealing when he's just stealing from children all day? No, he's stealing from the he's stealing from corporate. <laughs> you know, they're, they're I'm, losing just, I'm just saying that all those booths are, are our Stewie profits are fucking down <laughs> right now, man. Family guy's tanking. Um <laughs> So yeah, so he got on he got on the uh, Greyhound to head home after working at the fair, and McLean headed towards the back of the bus and sat one fro one row fro one, one fro row length <laughs> one row ahead of the toilet. At six fifty five p.m., the bus departed from a stop in Erickson with a new passenger, Mister Vince Lee. Oh, Vince was described as a tall man in his forties with a shaved head and sunglasses. Okay. And uh, I thought he had a fro. No, he did. <laughs> he, le- he, he left it, off it in the park. He left it at the park. Bench. He sold it for sixty dollars. <laughs> so uh, when Lee entered the bus, he sat near the front of the bus, but eventually changed his mind and moved to the back and sat next to McLean. And the like the same two seaters. Yeah, I'm assuming it's two seaters. Yeah. Um, McLean barely acknowledged Lee, then fell asleep against the window pane with his headphones on. Mm-hmm. Big what mistake. Was, what was he listening to? ICP. <laughs> it's always, it's I'm always not, no, the I'm insane not, clown posse. I'm, I'm not joking though. Wait, what? I googled his name and everything that came up was like ICP forms, and I guess he was a huge insane clown posse guy. And oh. like tons of them like remember him so, and like celebrate his life. So even better, he wasn't wearing any Deadpool stuff. He was wearing all Hatchet Family stuff. Yep. And so, uh, clown I think I just did a little spoiler there on accident, <laughs> but, uh, so this is where things take a turn. According to witnesses, uh, yeah, that McLean was dead. <laughs> <laughs> McLean was sleeping when the man next to him being Lee suddenly produced a large knife and started stabbing McLean in the neck and in the chest repetitively. <gasps> Chaos broke out and the bus driver pulled the bus over and the driver along with all the other passengers bolted off the bus for their lives. Cowards. Well, the driver and two other men attempted to help McLean, but on a small bus and a guy with a big ass knife, it's like, it's kind of hard to like. Small bus. Oh, there's that big tiny... knife. <laughs> there's that We're tiny aisle. We're in for a fight. 
there's a tiny like you, you know what i'm saying though like it'd be kind yeah. of hard to you know big open room there's that's a, maybe one thing there's but like, not a lot of uh angles you could come at him that exactly. aren't over a seat yeah <laughs> you're just getting stabbed over a seat yeah. exactly um but yeah so uh lee fended fended them off with his uh his knife fuck so lee the attacker then decapitated mclean and displayed his severed head to the On other London passengers. Bridge. No, he held it up and he presented it to all the other people staying outside. And then uh, Lean or Lee went back to McLean's body and started to sever off other body parts. Oh, he's and, quartering him and began to eat McLean. Oh, yeah. So I'll take a Pepsi with this. I wanted to make a, a McDonald's joke because of his name, but I just I didn't. I, didn't I like when it. you said you said, and then Lee suddenly, and then I was gonna make a joke, but then you went with start stabbing him in the neck, and I was like, this doesn't seem like an appropriate time. <laughs> yeah. But suddenly is funny. Yeah, it is. Yeah. So at eight thirty, the Royal Canadian Mounted Police Mounties. Yep. In Damn, Canada, two two pods in a row. Yep. In uh, Portage La Prairie, I don't know, it's a French word, uh, they received a report of a stabbing on a Greyhound bus west of the city. They are... It sounds so nonchalant where you're like, oh, some guy got stabbed. And you're like, oh, no, he got his head cut off and some guy pressed it against the window. And he's eating it. <laughs> um, he's wearing it on his fro. Yeah. So uh, when they arrived, they found the suspect still on the bus being trapped by the other passengers. So preventing, they were preventing him to leave. Yeah. Like they didn't want to let him escape. And it was reported by uh, the police that some of the witnesses were crying and vomiting when the Mounties got there. That's fair. Yeah. That's fair. Lee did like, attempt. Is that guy wearing an ICP hat? <laughs> Jesus. Um, <laughs> Lee did attempt to drive the bus away and, you know, trying to escape and flee from the scene. Did he even take the keys out of the ignition? Well, this is the thing I didn't know about, but the driver had engaged the emergency immobilizer system, rendering the vehicle inoperable so that means like if you're on a hill and you're sliding or something like that like you you i don't crank, know you crank that soldier boy and all of a sudden you shuts down you yeet that shit down <laughs> um yeah apparently the guy uh, yeeted all the wheels off the bus and they ain't going round and around no more so apparently the a lot of these buses have some type of thing that you can just like shut it down i wonder what that's used for like this exact reason i think if someone tries to steal the bus oh really i would assume so they're like, now, if you got a Canadian-Asian guy cutting off a head, you're going to want to press his button. Yeah. Okay? You're going to want to twist the key. <laughs> so the police were quickly in a standoff with the suspect, and uh, some of the uh, they summoned special negotiators and heavy, heavily armed tactical units. Okay, this does not make sense to me already, because the guy who's on the bus, his head is clearly off his body. Yeah. Who who are they negotiating with? Shoot him through the window. They're just try- I think they're just trying to get him to come peacefully. I guess you're right. Yeah, that, that's a lot of paperwork to file if you gotta you gotta shoot somebody. Yeah. So ignoring the negotiations, Lee paced the length of the bus and started to defile the corpse of McLean. Oh, what does that mean? I you know I didn't because he's already in pieces at this point. Yeah, I don't know if if he was if he was diddling the body or if he was eating it. It didn't really go into detail what it meant by the term, like the the definition of defiling that it was using. You know, it's funny. I know this story and I still keep gasping because like I either forget parts or you just describe them and mm-hmm. it just sounds so horrifying that it's like yeah. a natural reaction. So if it wasn't enough for the police to hear the reports of Lee eating McLean's body and parading about with his severed head. They got to witness it firsthand when Lee went back for another meal. 
<sighs> Attempting to negotiate um, a surrender, Lee told the Mounties that he would, More. in quotes, have to stay on the bus forever. Mm, that's a... He's that, accepted his fate. That's a that's a ballsy strategy. Yeah. I'm just going to leave here. <laughs> yeah, I thought he's going to be like, A1 sauce. And you're like, what? He's like, A1 sauce. And steak knife. <laughs> steak knife. <laughs> I'm going to use a baked potato, right? <laughs> why, why is he southern? He's like from Char- Texas now. Charcoal grill. <laughs> Lemonade. <laughs> Your last tall ass tea right now. <laughs> watermelon. One watermelon. What am I supposed to eat this no barbecue? What am I supposed okay. to eat this barbecue? <laughs> Let's get back into that. <laughs> So, this is so fucked up. I'm sorry. Yeah, it is, it's a little fucked. Um, so early July 31st, around 1 th- 1.30 a.m., so it's been a few hours, Lee attempted to escape from the bus by breaking out a window, but was quickly apprehended by the uh, the Mounties after getting shot twice with a taser, handcuffed, and tossed on the back of a police cruiser. Okay. Parts of the body um, of the victim were bagged up for evidence, while McLean's ear nose and tongue were found in lee's pockets mm. possibly for a little you know jail processing snack because that can take a while oh fuck yeah um, that's the soft parts remember we always talk mm-hmm. about that like the animals like when you die in nature like they'll eat your nose they'll eat your lips tongue and eyes yeah and ears yeah yep. so the mounties gained a lot of criticism from the public who wondered why the police oh. did not immediately board the bus and okay. arrest lee i was gonna say why the fuck are you criticizing them like what do they want them to do yeah you, like don't tase him and you're like oh, yeah what? police but, brutality yeah that's what i thought they were gonna say like, like <laughs> he just cut a dude's head off <laughs> he's like he's like check my pockets i got, got like the cops are like, you got anything in your pocket he's like tongue ear mouth <laughs> you're like uh, okay. And my Tic Tacs. Don't touch my Tic Tacs. If I reach in your pocket, is anything going to poke me? <laughs> Maybe the teeth? <laughs> so the Mounties, uh, like I was saying, got a lot of, they got a lot of criticism. And their excuse was that um, they didn't have enough time to set up, like, a good, like... Parameter. Or just, like, a good, like, breach. I don't know. Yeah, It kind of sounds like a bullshit excuse. But... I mean, that's what I criticized for. I was like, why didn't you just shoot him through the window? But like you said, like, the, 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 the less you could... Like what's the what is the point of killing of, him? No, no. What's the point of getting mad at the Mounties? Like you didn't catch him fast enough. Like we he's caught him. And he's not like, going anywhere. They're like, yeah, but it was three hours later. And you yeah. let him cut off more pieces. Like the guy's dead. Nobody died more. You yeah. Know? People just like to be mad about shit. Yeah. So the victim's eyes and <laughs> heart dead, were never recovered and what? were presumed to have been part of Lee's meal oh, before. Fuck. Yeah. Oh my God. So uh, Lee's trial commenced on March third of two thousand nine, with Lee pleading not criminally responsible, which what people commonly know as uh, ins- the insanity defense. Yeah, uh, I have a twin. Yeah. <laughs> no one ever brings. He like, the... still has the blood on his mouth. It was my twin. <laughs> I swear. Like, he has like two eyes over his eyes, and he's like, I never found the eyes. It's like Dwight when he cuts the. <laughs> the face off the face off hello the, uh, clatters <laughs> so uh so the psychot the psych god i can never fucking say that word psychotic no psychiatrist you it's can't a hard say word. that word it's a hard word there's a lot of letters you in there you said it yeah the psychiatrist said that lee performed the attack because god's voice told him mclean was a force of evil and was about to execute him do you think it's because he had probably like a, a hatchet a hatchet guy like tattoo on him could have been I mean, I mean, who knows what he had? Maybe the tattoo, but like, I wonder what set him off. Yeah, it could have been. Maybe he could hear the music or something. That, oh, 
I don't know. I mean, it's pretty obvious that someone was going to get killed. This guy is having like a mental breakdown, right? Like it's sells laptop for sixty dollars. Whoa, wacky. Well, they they well that was important because they had to go find his laptop to um (laughs) to like to make sure he didn't search how to cut guys head off on Greyhound bus. Exactly. Yes. So Judge John Sherfield accepted the diagnosis along with the accounts of eyewitnesses who said Lee was completely emotionless during the attack and ruled that Lee was not criminally responsible for the killing. So basically he was just like beheading this guy and eating him with no emotion on his face, which is honestly oh. more terrifying. Uh, yeah, probably. So Lee was sent to be in the uh, Selkirk mental health facility, but, and this is a big, but you ready for this big, butt? Uh, I've been waiting for a big, butt in this story this whole time. <laughs> On February 10th of 2017, the Manitoba Manitoba Criminal Code Review Board, that wasn't the innocence there, board, ordered Lee to be discharged. Lee was granted an absolute discharge, and it is noted that there will be no legal obligations or restrictions uh, pertaining to Lee's independent living. What the fuck? That's fucked up. So they just fucking... He's free. He's free. So if you guys break your arm or want to murder somebody, go to Canada. Because yeah. free healthcare and free justice system. You get one... For, everyone gets one free murder. Everybody okay? gets one. Um, so the week following the attack, a little side note, um, the Greyhound of Canada announced it was pulling a series of nationwide advertisements, which include the slogan, There's a reason you've never heard a bus rage. <laughs> i mean that's a sport timing oh man that's funny that's yeah really, but so uh, i'll wrap it up here but that's kind of weird because they're it's assuming like road rage well they're assuming that people take buses oh, i guess overdriving yeah i guess you're right yeah. i thought it was gonna be like you'll lose your head over these prices <laughs> god so i guess there's two things to learn from the story the first one is do not sleep on a greyhound bus and the second one is, if you feel like beheading a stranger and eating parts of them, do it on a Canadian Greyhound bus because you might just get out in eight years. Amen. That's crazy. Eight years? Yeah. Okay, but the, see, that's the other thing where it's like, we were talking about the insanity thing where if you're going to do something bad, like piss in jars as well. Mm-hmm. Also, eat the person's Make sure you have some piss in your belly. And, oh, God damn. I mean... I feel like judges can tell when somebody's actually insane, though. Well, it sounds like this guy was he, mentally he, ill, for sure. He, he, but that's the thing, though. It's like they still let him go. Where, yeah. I don't know. I'm not going to get all, like, prison reformy and, like, like telling. I don't know. There, there's a lot going on with this situation. But it just seems like such a brutal act that oh, yeah. it's almost unforgivable. Uh-huh. I would agree with that for sure. Like, how do we know that he's? This is not going to happen again if he has like a bad day at work. Man, it's been two years. Wait, he got out in two thousand seventeen. Oh, did he? Okay, that's so crazy. Yeah, that is so. Do you think he's taken a greyhound since then? Do you I, think I he would got hope his blacklisted? Gray- <laughs> he has license to drive. The the greyhound bus guy gets out. I mean, the bus driver is like, okay, everybody's gonna be. Fuck, is that Lee? <laughs> Bus is broken. Hits, Bus is broken. Hits the lock button. <laughs> fucking gets off. I mean, goddamn. Yeah. I don't know. What do you think is... 
is him and his wife still together? I didn't see much about his. There was really not no talk of his family. Damn. Yeah. I feel like, I mean, because his kid is probably I'm doing gonna, great. I bet he's doing great. <laughs> so it's it's bring your parents to school day. What does your dad do? He's a coder, but his hobby is what makes him cool. <laughs> he's a coder, but he's more of a chef. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Okay, well, I think, that, I think that wraps up our, our our podcast for the day. We had a lot of people get their heads cut off today. Yeah. Oh, man, headless podcast. People are going to lose their heads over this one. <laughs> Fuck me. So- so thank you guys for tuning in. We really do appreciate it when you do. We love it when you do. Um, oh, fuck. Um, if you guys want more information, go to campstrange.com. Send us a story. Go to campstrange.com. Click the contact tab or send it to campstrangepodcast at gmail.com. Check us out on Instagram. We'll post some pictures of his afro and and these uh, and these in these old old hangings and beheadings of Jack Ketch. Um, we also got Facebook and Twitter. We don't use them that often, but that may be changing soon. Um, what else? Uh, we got merch. If you guys like merch, we got some mugs. We got some shirts. We got some new t-shirt designs coming out soon. Yeah, I've been so, working on it. So if you guys, uh, not just David's goblin that he oh, really wants to, he set up a the poll. The people have spoken. It was 100% yes yeah. on both polls. Well, you know what? If they click the red yes, that means no. No. You know that, right? No. <laughs> so no. David's trying to get a goblin shirt up on the on the website, and uh, our friend Jared is uh, making some pretty cool shirts as well. So Who? we'll check those out. J-Rod. He was on the podcast. Jared Kleber. Oh, I, this is the first time hearing of this. Oh, I got to show you this. Okay, yeah, yeah this is some good stuff. Um, and, uh, yeah, so we got that stuff. If you want to check out that, um, please rate, review, and subscribe. I don't yeah. think we mentioned that before, but if you guys could review us, that it would be... It means the world. It would be amazing because, we, you know, we're not really making any money off this, but, like, the more people that listen to this, the better, and uh, it gives us a little bit of a adrenaline rush. And it gives you a better than, chance of getting more episodes, motherfucker. True. If you if you like it, if you don't like it, then don't review us. You're getting what you want. So, um, what else we got, David? We got Peter Dinklage's baby photos. Oh wow, that's a good one. We got tahini in a shoe, like the sauce. Yeah. What type of shoe? Cobbler shoe. Okay, we got armadillos. We got armadildos. Is that armored dildos? <laughs> it's perfect whatever, for war. It's whatever you want it to be, baby. We got uh, we got a couple plungers. We got a knife that glows in the dark. We have a cat, but it only has one leg, and it's been spray painted. <laughs> please, please give this cat a home. I don't know. That's a good one. <laughs> That's a really good one. Uh, we have chili, chili in a water balloon, and guess what? We're throwing out at you at graduation. You we, get chili uh, on your diploma. We also have three severed cat legs, unrelated to the last one, but they're more for wishing and good luck. We got, we got a gray. We got the color gray. <laughs> It's got the whole color gray. Fuck it. You name it, we got it in gray. We copyrighted it. 
You can't use it no more. We've got dice of assorted names on them. They might not be yours, but they could be a good gift for someone you know by that name. You just don't know. You might get one. You might be a good one. We got dirty underwear. Turn it inside out. You know you can wear underwear four times. <laughs> That's the... In what way? Yeah, you wear it frontwards, backwards, <laughs> inside out frontwards, and inside out backwards. That's four time. Four time uses. Uh, four time uses underwear. My crotch smells like shit. <laughs> Anyway, let's end there. Here we go. And thank you guys for tuning in. We love when you do, like we always say. David, do you have anything to say as we leave these fine folks? Um, Don't overuse pesticides. Or just use as much as you want. Yeah, okay. Okay. (laughs) And don't forget to stay strange.